Hey Spirit fans, this is Seth Askelson, and I hope you are enjoying every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. We are looking forward to bringing you a wide range of guests as we ramp up to the fall season and want you to tune in to each episode to get the best insight and stories from all Spirit programs. As our guest list grows on the podcast, so will our ways you can tune in. The OUAZ Athletics Podcast is now available on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and of course, on the website at ouazspirit.com slash podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to let us know who you want to hear next and to never miss the next installment. Those four great platforms are where you can find our brand new episodes every week the moment they are available. Once again, you can now find every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and at OUAZSpirit.com slash podcasts. Welcome in again, OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining us again on yet another edition of the OUAZ Podcast. My guest today, sophomore cross-country and track and field athlete, Jacob Brodish. Jacob, how are you today? I'm good. It's good to hear. It's... uh. A little bit early in the morning, a little bit earlier than I'm actually used to recording, so I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I know you said you had practice this morning. How was yeah, it? It was great. It was a great workout. It was 2400s, um, averaging, I would like to average about 115, which I did, and it was a pretty challenging workout, but got through it, and the last one was, of course, the hardest but push through now you're a, a distance guy and you and I had talked uh, just before we jumped on about the events you run and what is it like at, at practice for somebody who's a distance runner I know you said that just like for any other sport oh, the last rep the last go is always the hardest but especially for distance what's that like to to practice distance um it's a, definitely a lot of mileage weekly um of course, you have more mileage for cross-country since you're running more miles for races. And track, it's a little bit less miles, but it's both challenging and the workouts are quite a lot of mileage. Now, you're from Arizona, from Avondale, and then yeah. went to Westview High School. The Arizona you know, running scene is pretty interesting, right? It's It's beautiful weather outside. A lot of people like yeah. to to get out and, and use running and, and jogging and distance running for exercise. But for yourself as not only a college athlete, but a high school athlete. And as a kid, I don't know how many kids imagine themselves being a cross country athlete when they're young, but uh, how did you get into it? And, and how did you get into distance in both cross country and track and field? Um, at a young age, I started triathlons. Um, I wasn't really competitive. I was kind of all right with just decent and like, I wanted to play other sports, so like some other sports I played were like tackle football and soccer, mainly soccer, and that was like quite a lot of running still. And I enjoyed soccer, but once I got into high school, um, I did both soccer and track and cross country, and like I just started to get more into running. I in high school I wasn't really like focused on running I was still more focused in soccer 
but once like I started to become better at running, I began to take running more seriously and ended up leaving soccer and fully committing to running. But I think I did that a bit too late. But like my senior year is when I really started to get into running and researching a bunch of running stuff. Well, I know Kyle will and, and us here at OUAZ are glad you were able to continue your, your career as as a runner in, in college athletics. But as you mentioned, you're playing soccer, you're doing track. And was there a specific moment where you realized that, okay, maybe I am better at, I'm a better runner than I am a soccer player? Um, I feel like I always knew that I was able to be a better runner than soccer player, but I didn't want, like, to run at that moment in time like it wasn't fun to me it's definitely hard to find a passion for it but once you do it's fun incredible to experience how happy was your track coach at westview when you told him that you just wanted to do track yeah i know normally coach you know coaches in track and field are used to their athletes saying oh i want to focus more on football or basketball or soccer yeah. but you uh you went the other way around. You said you yeah. wanted to focus. How happy was your coach at that moment? Um, she was pretty happy, but like in the winter we trained a lot, worked hard for track in my senior year, and unfortunately I got injured, so I didn't really get to have a senior track season. But she was pretty happy, I would say, that I kind of gave up soccer to commit more to running. When you were doing the research on running, as you said, you dove into it a little bit more and, and I'm sure researched the science and yeah, different techniques and things like that. What were some of the things that you were most surprised about in terms of the nuances of being a runner? Um, there's quite a few things, but the main thing I focused on was dieting and my running form. Because I used to land flat-footed, now I'm landing mid-foot landing. So, and along with that, um, with dieting, um, beet juice is quite like good for runners because it opens up the VO2 max, and it's able to get more oxygen to your body. And I did not know that before, and I have. I think this year is the most I've been committed to running and dieting this year, and I definitely see results. Now, for people like me who only understand, you know, dieting and, and the sport of running on, on a very surface level, what is, what's a VO2 max? It's the amount of oxygen, oxygen that your body is able to take in, so... Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's kind of difficult to explain, but basically it's just how much oxygen you're able to take in as, like, you're working out, like, your max maximum oxygen intake. Almost the how much oxygen can you pull in while you're using it, right? Yeah. In that sense. I know up in Arizona, I mean, obviously you're from here too, that, Northern Arizona is definitely a, a popular spot to run, try and increase you know, the VO2 max, the, the lung capacity, I think, for people more on a surface level like yeah. me, things like that. 
But when you started training harder for running, you know, to be a, a specific runner, and, and obviously you're doing distance, but what were some of the different practice techniques that you either changed or you adapted when you first dedicated yourself to being a, a full-time runner? Um, I think it was just more interval workouts and harder workouts throughout the day and being able to schedule my own, like, training plan because you need some easy days, you need some hard days. You can't just go all out hard all the time or you're going to hurt yourself. So, like, I believe intervals are great for speed, and I think that's the main thing that has helped me this year is that I've focused more on a schedule and done a lot more intervals and understand what, uh, like, tempo runs or fart licks are. Now, with that training, as you said, you're doing the intervals, you know, some days are harder, some days you're, you're taking it easy. But when you're a distance runner, what does a, a hard practice or a hard workout look like? Is it one of those things where you're sprinting the whole time or you're pushing it an extra mile or two? What is What does a hard lo- workout look like for a distance runner? A hard workout generally looks like it's either going along with sprints or like going at race pace or above. So or going at your goal race pace as well because you want to be at your goal race pace and if you're pushing yourself to that during the hard workouts then you'll eventually get there it definitely takes time and yeah when you first started doing those practices and as you said getting to race pace above race pace trying to hit those race goals how long did it take you to finally hit I mean, obviously, goals change as you get better and, and you feel more comfortable as a runner, but how long did it take for you when you first started training super hard to reach those those race goals, reach that race pace in, in just a practice workout by yourself? Um, it definitely took me a few weeks, a few months, but overall, um, just... Um, I think just running race pace is great, but yeah. So at Westview, as you mentioned, didn't really get to have a senior season due to an injury, but obviously you end up here. Um, When did you first hear about OUAZ? Um, I heard about it my junior year. I talked to the previous coach, but after I got injured senior year, I didn't really want to run for like just run it all because like I was like dang I didn't have a senior season and like it was difficult mentally and that definitely plays a lot in running too is your mental side and I think that's something I struggled with and like once high school started again and I was going to a different school um, I started to help coach kind of and it brought my love back for running and I really wanted to join cross country again and that's where OUAZ came in. Now I want to talk about you just mentioned that you're you know you lost the passion a little bit because of the injury maybe a little bit of 
almost missing out is that part of it right yeah and uh, but what were some of the other reasons that maybe you didn't want to get back into it was it just frustration that you know your body didn't hold up I know a lot of athletes say it can be frustration with their body you know I did everything right and I still still got hurt what what were some of the other reasons that maybe you weren't so interested in running after the injury it was definitely frustration um and just thinking about getting back into running going hard again was difficult and the toll running takes on your body is difficult because like everything is sore everything is difficult when you get back into running you don't feel like you're great because like you're definitely going a lot slower than you usually do and that's still a mental game how long did you take off i mean obviously competitive running you took off a long time but in terms of just you know hitting the pavement hitting the hitting the dirt how long how long did it take for you to finally get back out there just just to run for fun um it took me probably i would say five months which doesn't seem like a lot but that's a lot when you're losing out training while everyone else is training and it's definitely able to affect your running yeah five months for any athlete regardless of sport it you know muscles maybe aren't as as strong and you mentioned diet's very important maybe sometimes you know athletes i know myself there's a reason uh i'm this big i'll tell you that um but you know athletes maybe just not as strict on their diet and it, it can be hard what were your first thoughts and, and your first feelings after your first run back in five months um it was definitely an eye-opener it was like dang i'm not hitting what i used to and I really want to, but like I need to really get back into this and start working if I want to go to college for this. Now, when you run, you know, obviously at practice, it's the designated location, Coach Will and, and the coaching staff sets, but are there any favorite places you just like to go on your own? Um, Not really. I don't really like to run alone because it's kind of feels long when you're running with someone it definitely takes it seems like the mileage is a lot shorter and like the time you're running is shorter and it's just a lot more fun to run with people I don't really have a place to run like alone I just kind of run wherever but I definitely would like to get to Flagstaff and just run up there too yeah, it's a gorgeous place up there. Probably a lot cooler than it is right now. I'm sure practice. I know when I woke up this morning, the temperature said 79, but it sure didn't feel that yeah. way when I stepped outside. So, but it was a, a a hot one, that's for sure. And um, you mentioned you like you don't like running alone, and I'm sure a lot of cross country athletes can can attest to that. But is there a favorite teammate or set of teammates that you like to run with here at OUAZ? Um, we don't really run outside of practice together, but, um, I do run with my old high school teammates and that, that's fun. Yeah. Getting to reconnect with guys that you had, had run with in the past. And, um, you had said something about, you were doing a little bit of coaching, you know, we kind of turned into a coach a little bit. Um, are there any aspirations for you? 
to coach in the future after this? Definitely, I w would like to coach. That is my ultimate goal is to coach. And um, I want, like, I want to start studying more about coaching and athletic training, which I'm mainly focusing on athletic training right now. So I really need to switch gears and let my counselor know that I want to pursue coaching a lot more than athletic training, but still use athletic training and coaching. We can definitely send this podcast episode into your coach and tell him to listen uh, around the middle. Tell your counselor to listen in the middle and uh, let that person know you're ready to change into coaching. And when it comes to cross country in general, right, I think very, again, very surface level people who don't even know about the sport think, ah, it's just running. How do you coach running? But, I mean, as you mentioned, there's techniques, there's dieting, there's ways to do it. How in your experience as both a runner and athlete and, and doing a little bit of coaching, how do you coach a cross-country athlete? Um, you basically give them a, like, schedule. Like, I know I did this with some of my former teammates from Westview in the winter. I gave them, a train, like, an eight-week training plan, made sure they were doing it, helped out with, like, pacing, just ran with them so they weren't alone and made sure they were getting through the workout and making sure they were doing the right things outside of the workout and not like getting injured making sure they're all stretched and nothing's hurting and just take precautions of like what what is hurting what is the right thing to do outside of the workout obviously you mentioned the stretching probably the dieting a little bit right uh making sure you're taking care of what hurts don't overextend anything but is there any other things that you do personally or that cross-country athletes in general should do in order to make sure they're doing the right thing outside of practice and outside of workouts yeah it's, you definitely need to hydrate stretch multiple times a day roll out make sure you get like your muscles rolled out so they're not as tight and just making sure nothing is like really tight for the next workout. Now I think dieting is a very interesting thing when it comes to athletics in general, right? I think the diets have really become a big, I don't even want to say fat, just more understood um, as time has gone, especially in the past uh, 10, 15 years or so. And I remember I have a friend who, ran track and he would eat hot cheetos before every meet and that's obvious you know there's a reason he's not a college athlete <laughs> you know it's uh, but what is the right diet for a, a distance runner um it's different for everyone definitely but my main focus is like not eating as many sweets like for me personally it's not having a lot of sweets or sugar like soda but, like, I indulge in, like, one really sweet thing a day. Like, I had ice cream yesterday, and, like, that's really the only sweet thing I ate. And mainly just making sure you're not filling yourself with junk food because that's not really going to replenish your body and help you go out for another run. Yeah, that's a lot of, I think, nutrition, as you mentioned, is especially for athletes more about the the replenish the the rebuild and 
I mean, obviously, it brings some sort of fuel. You don't want to, like, go out there on an empty stomach or not eat for eight hours and and try and go out and run or, or play any sport <laughs> in yeah. general. But as you said, uh, real focused on, on the replenish and, and the rebuild. And um, OUAZ, the track and field, and, and the cross-country team definitely building towards something big. It's, you know, getting there and, and starting to compete and hopefully the first cross-country competition coming soon. But when you talk about the cr- cross-country side of things, when you see an event or, or you see a race, you know, people are running together. What is the team aspect of cross country when running? I think, you know, you see it at the Olympics, you see it even at the college level in track and field, yeah. right? It's a very much an individual sport, you know, individual words, things like that. But what is that team aspect when it comes to cross country and why is it so important? Um, the team aspect of cross country is very important because top five score, but we have a team of seven. So anyone of the that top seven is able to score top five. And, like, you're able – how the scoring works is lowest score wins, and they add your placement up, and whoever has the lowest score, of course, wins. And the team needs to push every position to get the lowest score. And, yeah. Now, what's that – how do you build that team bonding in practice? I mean, obviously, close with your teammates, of course, and, and you talk to them and you encourage them and, and things of that nature, but it's not like a football or a soccer or anything of that nature where, you know, you're you're running as a team, but it's not, you know, you're not like team building, quote unquote, per se. But how do you how do you get that team aspect? How do you build that chemistry as, as a cross country team? Uh, we do a lot outside of practice, meet up, and, like, just hang out, chill, and just have fun together. And that's, like, our team bonding and, yeah, just getting together with teammates and bonding. What are some of cross countries and tracks' uh, favorite hangouts here around Surprise? Um, mainly what we've done lately is just kind of sit kind of near the cafeteria in the student union and like just talk about running and sometimes play cards against humanity that is uh that game's pretty good uh you know and, and that's i think that's pretty good team bonding right i mean you get a chance to know your teammates a little bit better and um what was it like when you first got to college i know for a lot of people going to colleges can be scary a little bit different i mean you're somewhat close to home you know living in avondale or from avondale but what was it like finally joining that college team especially because you had missed out on on competing in your season senior season um college was definitely like a scare coming in to it but at this point, I don't feel like it's that bad. The scheduling is pretty easy and pretty easy to understand. And in terms of cross-country team, I feel like just getting used to the mileage, the increase in mileage, it was important. And, like, I wasn't really that scared of going in, but it was definitely something different. And maybe not necessarily scared but the nervousness is as you said yeah. something different right made the increased mileage 
what were other than that increased mileage what were some of the other things you were surprised about when it came to being not only a college athlete but specifically a, a cross country and a track and field athlete um i'm not really sure <laughs> um yeah, I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, was it a little bit different in terms of the athletic training side? Obviously, at high schools, it's not like they ignore the kids, or at least I hope yeah. they don't. <laughs> um, but here, especially with the opening of the Odell Center, right, the training room, got the tables. They probably have some good sort of refueling tools as well um, and, and great athletic trainers. But... Was that something that maybe helped you? I mean, obviously you had done research on your own about dieting and, and refueling and stretching and, and the different things, but how does athletic training and, and maybe specifically the athletic trainers here play into the way you're prepared and, and really just the athletes at, at cross country and at track and field are ready to compete in their events? Um. They definitely get us ready by strengthening, like, our muscles. I know quite a few people have shin splints right now, me being one of them, and them just showing us what time, type of strengthening workouts that would help shin splints and what to do to improve shin splints while you have it was definitely an eye-opener. And something different they do is use heat rather than ice, and that was definitely something different and interesting. Have you changed the way you recover, I guess, in that aspect, as you said, heat, no ice, um, maybe some different strengthening techniques for those shin splints, you know, for the leg muscles, obviously. Has that helped you maybe when you're doing things on your own, say in the summer, obviously during quarantine, um, weren't able to, to come in and do things like that? Did maybe some of those techniques help you stay stay where you wanted to be at before the season started? Yeah, it definitely showed me what I need to do to strengthen and get ready for the season so I'm not injured during the season. And, yeah, their workouts definitely did help. So we mentioned quarantine. Um, we, did you go back home for quarantine? Uh, do you usually stay on campus here? Are you close? Do you, no. usually, you stay at your parents' house? Yeah, yeah. that's smart. I'll tell you what, I in my uh, – in my undergrad days, I stayed uh, with my grandparents, so I do not blame you one second. That's that's the way to go, especially especially if they're going to have you, that's for sure. But how did you, I mean, survive quarantine? What did you do to keep yourself entertained? How did you keep your body ready to go? I mean, what was what was those quarantine months like for you? Um, the first part of quarantine was a lot of training, and it kind of got, like, not old, but tiring because you were just training hard and then you didn't know if you were going to go back to school or have a season so you kind of slowed down the mileage and just kind of took it easy um I definitely at the start of summer was training hard and then towards the mid summer I stopped training a bit just to give myself a rest a bit and once summer started to end, that's when I started really get, getting back into training. And what, what I did in the like mid-summer is just play a lot of video games and hang out with friends. Yeah, definitely uh, quarantine-wise, I can, I can relate with the video games. I definitely got a chance to uh, put the old miles on the PlayStation this past uh, 
this past summer, usually during, I mean, as you know, you're a college athlete. It's busy, obviously, here when everything's going on at OUAZ, you know, baseball, softball, basketball at the same time, it, it can be busy. And my PlayStation usually doesn't uh, doesn't usually get touched too much until May, so I'm sure it was a little shocked when it was being turned on every day in March. Uh, <laughs> you a PlayStation or an Xbox guy or PC? PlayStation. PlayStation. See, I love PlayStation too. Grew up with PlayStation. Um, but a buddy of mine uh, ended up building his own PC, and uh, I might be that guy once once I save the money. I might yeah. go to PC. So, what? Uh, how many how many generations of PlayStation have you gone? Have you had it since like PS2, or did you start with the PS3? I started with the PS3. Okay. See, and I mean, when the PS2 came out, I was five, four. I might have been, yeah, four or five, so I got to play my uncle's PlayStation 2, but then I, you know, purchased my own PS3. What are, what are some of your favorite games? Um, Definitely FIFA. I don't really play a lot of games. FIFA, Rocket League, Fortnite. I love Rocket League. I, that's actually a game I jumped into during quarantine and not very good. I, 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 I got to admit it on air. Not very good. What rank are you in Rocket League, do you know? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't played in a while. Okay. See, I had been bouncing between, like, bronze, bronze three, silver one. It's because I'm not very good. That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> the issue is I'm not very And FIFA, too. I mean, that's, that's a game that I think is really, I wouldn't say strangely popular among the United States. Yeah. It's just kind of odd that a lot of people love FIFA. And I, you played soccer in high school, but I know a lot of people who wouldn't watch a soccer game to save, you know, if their life depended on it, but would play FIFA in half a second. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, hey, that's, that's the way you grow a sport, right? You you get the, the kids interested. And um, speaking of growing in sports, for you, what are you looking forward to this year? And, and what are some of those goals? As you mentioned, you, you know, you're, you try to set goals in practice and, and try to meet it and meet that race pace, as you say, but... What is what is that goal? What is that race pace for you? And, and what are you looking to get out of this upcoming season? Um, I definitely want to qualify for nationals. Um, for pacing, it's different, like, set goals. So for the mile, I would like to be under 430. For the two mile, hopefully under 10 minutes. For a 5K, hopefully around 16 or under and then 8k i'm hoping i'm hoping uh 26 30 or under by the end of the end of this season but definitely nationals for both cross country and track are definitely the goals to reach how well do you feel you've prepared as you said you were training hard in the summer maybe peeled off a little bit as you i mean I'm sure like anybody else, right? Nobody knew what was going to happen and maybe senses of feelings like, why am I still doing this? If What am I going to do, run at home, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But um, do you feel that you're prepared enough or are there any extra steps you feel you need to take to get to that point? Obviously for OUAZ, the season hasn't started yet, um, so you got a little bit more time to prepare, but are there any specific aspects you're you're looking to improve before you get going? Um. I'm definitely looking to get back into knowing how to pace. Um, and some things I need to do for that is, like, just 
get into a race, make sure I know how to pace the race. And that's definitely going to play a big part in regionals, being able to qualify for nationals, is pacing off the right people, knowing who's who, and yeah. Yeah, just understanding, as you said, almost, uh, you know, know who you're chasing, you know, know who you who you got to pace out and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, you had mentioned you were running triathlons. You had said that a little bit earlier. And when's the last time you've done a triathlon? It's It's been a while. Um, I did it when I was probably under 10 years old. Um, I mean, I didn't really like the triathlons just because it involved, like, swimming. I wasn't really good at swimming, so I did a lot more dual athlons, which is biking and running more. But I haven't done one for a while. Um, my dad did do an Ironman, which I would be interested in doing, but I'm just not there yet. You're a you're a smart man by on on the podcast saying you're not a good swimmer. You're gonna throw the scent off uh, new swimming coach Darian Towns, and he won't come ask you to swim for him. That's a good move. We've had athletes on the podcast before who said they'd done some extra running and. Don't don't let Kyle Will hear that. He'll 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 recruit him on. But uh an iron your dad completed an Iron Man. Was yeah. it the the one that they host down in uh in Tempe or was it um was it another one? Um I bo- he did do one in Tempe. I think he's done two or three but I'm pretty sure they were all in Tempe, I'm not sure. I know I went to Maui for an Ironman, but I think that was for, like, his friends that were running the Ironman. I don't think he ever raced in Maui because I think that's the, um, like, finalist. Well, I can tell you Maui waters, and I'm sure you know Maui waters are probably a lot nicer to swim in than Tempe waters, yeah. especially in Tempe Town Lake. Uh, Got to be careful swimming in there. You might uh, – you might pull pull a little extra surprise out of the water yeah. with you if you're not careful and um if you were to do an iron man right now what do you what do you think your performance would be like if if we just dragged to the start line and said all right go where where do you think you'd finish um i don't know if i would finish if i'm being honest it's it's long um the swim is probably going to be the most difficult part for me and the biking and running wouldn't be as difficult but I would definitely be tired. I don't know if I would be able to completely or complete it right now. Don't worry. That makes uh, two of us in this room that wouldn't be able to complete an Ironman. So uh, no judgment there. I can promise you that. You'd you'd probably at least make it out of the water before <laughs> before I got uh, dragged back to shore. So, um, Jacob, really appreciate your time. Thank you for coming. I know it's super early in the morning. And um, are there any final thoughts, any final words you want to leave, um, You know, whether it be with your teammates, the OUAZ family, your personal family, um, any final thoughts? Um, no, not really. Just hoping that we are able to get a race pretty soon and that we all do well in it and that hopefully races are going to be back to normal soon and, and like, I really like big races, so missing out on, like, really big races is a big thing. 
I know we're all looking forward to seeing those big races uh, and, you know, UAZ always ready for, for the big event and hopefully it's for a big cross-country race, a big big distance track race here uh, in the near future. So, Jacob, hey, thanks again, man. I really appreciate oh. your time and uh, hopefully we're talking again soon.